Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Minister Robin Johnson invades us with a passionate message entitled, God's Monumental Love. Get your pen and your pad ready. Let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. You know, God's love is the greatest love of all. There is no love greater than God's love. God's love for us is not what we think of when we think of love for each other. It is the greatest love that we will ever know. God's love is greater than any love that you can fathom. The most famous Bible verse, a verse that everyone knows, a verse that even people that don't attend church know. People all over the world know this verse. It's the first verse that we teach to children. John 3.16. John 3.16. It is what God's love is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have ever lasting life. What is this love? What kind of love is this? If you will look in your Bibles at 1 John 4, 8, I will tell you, the one who doesn't love has yet to know God. For God is love. God is love. If you did not know that, you will know it today. We must have a revelation of the love that he has for us. If you love your children, your grandchildren, how do you think God feels about you? The word love in our English language it's not really clearly defined for us because you can love ice cream, you can love pizza, you can love to play sports, you can love your mom and dad, you love your husband, you love your wife, but you don't love ice cream like you love your husband or your wife. So there's many descriptions or definitions of love. But one thing for sure, God's love is monumental. It never fails. It never leaves us. There's nothing we can do that will cause him not to love us. As the kids said, in the song, sang in the song, his love is eternal. His love 
last. You feel it when you go to sleep at night and when you wake up in the morning. Some facts about love. The Greeks have eight definitions or eight words for love, I'll say. All of those words are not in the Bible. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew, but the New Testament was written in Greek. So some of these words that are referred to in the Bible are from the Greek. The first word that I want to share with you is storge. It's defined as liking someone through fondness, familiarity, the kind of love that you have for your family, for your brothers and your sisters, a, a parental love. C.S. Lewis, a famous author, says that it's a dependent-based love. This word is not mentioned in the Bible, but it is referred to in Romans, Romans 12.10, when Mary and Martha, yes, when Mary, it's an affectionate love, and it's that love when, that Mary and Martha had for their brother, Lazarus. Amen. They wanted Jesus to come for him, and they went to Jesus, Jesus, come, heal our, heal our brother. That was Storge. It's a family love. We will do anything for our families. In family love comes sacrifice. When Mary and Martha went to Jesus, he didn't come right away. But it did not mean he did not love them. He loved them. The next love I want to just tell you about is Eros love, a romantic sexual love. Eros is not found in the Bible either. However, God refers to it. It's the kind of love that is found after the union of marriage between a man and his wife. If you look up Proverbs in the Passion Translation, and I'll make this disclaimer, um, this is adult service. <laughs> so as we read this scripture in the tra Passion Translation, for Eros, love, a sexual, romantic love. Proverbs 8, 19, 8 and 19 says, your sex life will be blessed as you take joy and pleasure in your wife of your youth. 19 says, let her breasts be your satisfaction and her embrace always intoxicate you. Be continually delighted and ravished in her love. This is a love that is totally a gift from God for marriage. Amen. 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 
The next love word is philia. Now, philia is a deep friendship. It's the kind of love you have for each other in here, for people that are not in your family. The word Philadelphia comes from philia. As a matter of fact, the word Philadelphia is known as brotherly love. But you know, that word Philadelphia always reminds me of, hit it, Bill. You know it. Thank you, Bill. Yes, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That love, that brotherly love. In the Bible, yes, let's go back to the Bible, you guys. <laughs> if we go to John 13, 35, Jesus said, by this all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, also again, where Jesus showed love for Lazarus. Lazarus was not his family, but his brotherly love. He showed brotherly love to him. And the last love that I want to share with you is agape love that monumental love of God, agape love. John 3.16 is agape love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Ladies and gentlemen, could you give your only son Agape love expects nothing in return. God does not ever expect anything in return from us. God is love. His love is agapos. Agapos translates to God being a source of agape. Agape is the very nature of God. It is an attribute of God, God's attribute. Agape describes who he is for us, what he has done for us. I shared all of these love words to help you understand that it is beyond comprehension of how God feels for us. God's love is so monumental, but he has so many attributes. Five, I've chosen five of the attributes of God to share today. Generosity, Faithfulness, eternal love, his vastness in love, and his passion. Point number one, 
generosity. God's generosity and love. He so generously gives us love. There's a quote by a children's author, Jocelyn uh, Cenero. She says, sometimes we only need to look at the sunrise to see the generosity of God. God is the greatest giver in the universe. He will not let you outgive him. You've all heard the more you give, the more he gives to you. You can't outdo God's love, his giving. There used to be an old song. Well, not an old song. I'm dating myself. You can't beat God's giving. You all know that. No matter how you try. I'm not a singer, Audrey, so I can't do it. <laughs> but you can't beat God's giving. No matter how we try. But just keep on giving. Because the more you give, the more he gives to you. So just keep on giving. Now that song will be in your mind the rest of the day. Think of the greatest gift that you can receive. The greatest gift, perhaps a birthday gift, perhaps a gift that your six-year-old granddaughter made for you that she put so much time in and how it made you feel, that gift. God's generosity in gifts that he gives us is so numerous that we can't hardly comprehend. If you will look at James 1:17 NIV, Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Jesus is that gift, that perfect gift that came from above. From God the Father for us, Jesus was without sin. He was that perfect sacrifice that God sent here to die on the cross. His shed blood for us. That, I would say, is a generous God. That he would give his only begotten. Would you give your child? Would you give your child away? Point number two. His faithfulness. God is faithful. He is faithful in every aspect of his generosity and his love for us. Have you ever made a promise to someone and wasn't able to keep it? We all have. But God 
keeps all of his promises. He's faithful, even when you show out and act crazy like the Israelites did. He was still faithful. He told them that they would go to the land of milk and honey. But along the way, they just lost sight. They broke their promises to God. But God kept his promise to them. He was faithful. If you look at Joshua 21, 45, not one of the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Not one. Everyone was fulfilled. Every one of his promises that he promised them was fulfilled. I didn't know them, but in Psalms 119.68, God is always good. You are good and you do good. Yeah. Hebrews 10.23, God is faithful. He who promises is faithful. And Isaiah 54.10 states, God is kind and compassionate. The Lord has compassion on us. No, the Lord God is faithful. He is faithful in everything that he does for you. God is faithful in every dream that he has for you. Everything that he has designed you to be, he was faithful in it. He was faithful in keeping his covenant to all generations who love him. So we know God was generous. His love is generous. His faithfulness, his love is faithful. Point number three, eternal. Besides loving us no matter what, God loves us no matter when. No matter when we act like a total fool. No matter when we're just prim and proper and do everything that we're supposed to do, and we think that's gonna make God loves us, but he loved us before we were that away. God loves us unconditionally. His love is eternal for us. If you look at 1 Chronicles 16.34, it says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. We are to point our friends and families and co-workers to his love. I said when we act crazy sometimes, have, did you all ever watch that show in living color? Do you remember Kim Wayans, I think? She played Miss Betrayal. God loves us when we're a two-faced Christian, too. You know, um, oh, hi, Miss Smith, how you doing today? Oh, 
come on in, sit beside me. We got a pew right here, right beside you. But, girl, Mrs. Smith got roaches in her. Watch out, them roaches might get in your... Oh, Miss Smith, we is so, I prayed for you last, talking out of two sides of your mouth. Even when we act like that, God still loves us. His love is eternal from the beginning of life until the end of life. God's love for us is steadfast. If you look at Psalms 136, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness, graciousness, mercy, compassion endures forever. Ladies and gentlemen, linked up church, there is nothing that we can't do that would cause God not to love us. We have to understand that eternal love. I attended a homegoing last week. One of our faithful youth servers here went on to be with the Lord. But the testimony of the people about his character one person, Eliza Ray, said, he shared with me, I'm not afraid to die. And another person said that he said, you know, I feel like my life here on earth is going to be short. But I'm not afraid to go to God. I am not afraid. I am ready to see him. Do you know why he was ready? Do you know why he was not afraid? Do you know why? He had an understanding of God's eternal love for him. He knew that God's arms were right there waiting for him whenever he decided to make that, when that transition was decided for him. He went without any fear. He went into the loving arms of the Father. It moved me to hear those testimonies of God's eternal love. My next point is God's vastness, or I might say his monumental love. How much does God love us? The Lord loves us beyond measure, beyond understanding. Even if we could embody the quality—can't say it, my mouth is getting dry—quality of God's perfect love, we could never match it. The lack of understanding God's love is why a lot of people can't love. We can't love if we don't have a revelation of his love for us. Jesus Christ demonstrated that agape love in his life. Jesus walked in agape love. Jesus' ministry 
was agape love. It was the vastness of that love for humanity that he was able to get on that cross. If you'll look at Psalms 36.5, the message translation, God's love is mentoric, loyalty, a stomach, his purpose, titanic, his verdict, oceanic, yet in his largeness, nothing gets lost. Not man, not mouse slips through the cracks. Imagine the vastness of the ocean, the mountains, the span of the sky. This universe, all of the people, we just see the people here. God sees everyone, and he knows when each one of us has a need. He knows when Joni needs some extra love. He knows when Nas needs some comfort. He knows when you need healing in your body, and he's right there. With the vastness of all the universe, he can pick each individual and meet the needs of those individuals. Have you ever thought about that? How does God know when I need what I need? How does God know When I need this, when he's got so many to attend to, it's that vast love that he has. God's love is so monumental that we as humans have a hard time understanding. But the passion, point number five, his passionate love is described in all of those Greek words that I gave you earlier. Storge, philia, eros, agape. Perhaps the best part about God's love is not that it's just magical but that it is meaningful. God uses this strong force of love to bring us closer to his love, to be able to spread his love. Just one spark of God's love will create an all-consuming fire in you for God. Just one spark. Just one spark. Look at Deuteronomy 4, 23 and 24, amplified version. So be on your guard and watch yourselves so that you do not forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he has made with you 
and make for yourselves a carved or sculptured image in the form of anything which the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire. He is a jealous and passionate God, demanding what is rightfully and uniquely His. The benefit of God's passionate love guides us toward His mercy, His patience, His love. As we learn to love the Lord through the eyes of God, we're able to mirror Him as a parent for our children, for each other. Colossians, if you'll follow in Colossians with me, 3.12. So as God's own chosen people who are holy, set apart, sanctified for his purpose, well beloved by him, but on the heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patient, which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness that comes with good temper. God's passionate love for you. Which of these five attributes of God's love reaches home to you? Which one stirs up inside of you? Is it God's generosity, God's love, his generosity and his love, his faithfulness? Is it the love that he so passionately shares with us? The Ephesians 3 prayer, Paul prayed to the people. He wanted the people to have an, a, a greater understanding of God's love. And I pray too that you have a greater understanding of God's love. We said earlier in 1 John 4, 8, God is love. And I shared John 3, 16 with you. But since God is love, I'm going to put love where love belongs in 3, 16. Love so loved the world that love gave love's only begotten son that whosoever believed in love should not perish, but have everlasting life. God's love for you will be everlasting. There is nothing that he would not do for you, but know that he loves you. 
Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name, praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text get connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.